welcome back to another episode of That VHS Podcast. I have the wonderful, delectable, ice cream queen of CVs herself, <laughs> Miss Rebecca Pay. Hi! <laughs> How you doing, mate? You good? I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm good, apart from a few technical hitches, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to let everyone know that um, uh, Rebecca's camera is being a little bit off today, I think because it's a Friday, so she may drop out of the stream, but we figured out a way of bringing her back in again, so hopefully it won't Only me. <laughs> I blame it it ice cream in the, in the, in the mechanics of it somewhere, I don't know. Pro- probably. It's, <laughs> it is a Friday, so... Um, so yeah, um, I mean, uh, how did you kind of get started really on, on LinkedIn on the platform? Um, well, it was March last year that I think, I don't know, I was, I've been doing my business for six years now, um, uh, but really small, I started really small cause my kids were little and I started when my daughter was a baby. Um, and I just, I'd be building up slowly and slowly and, and getting work from other places and Facebook and stuff. Um, oh, your camera's gone. Carry on talking and then we'll we'll try and bring you back. Um, And so basically last March, I thought, I don't know, someone or something came up about LinkedIn. I thought, okay, I need to start using LinkedIn. It's apparently the place to be. Um, So let's have a look and have a go. And when I started, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And I put a few posts on. I thought, okay, I've had like one like, this isn't going well. What do I do? (laughs) Um, And funnily enough, I ended up, I think I ended up talking to a guy called Ben Donkins. He's not around much anymore, but I came across him. I don't know why. Something to do with ice hockey. And he looked quite cool. I ended up chatting to him and he recommended looking at Chris Williams stuff. Um, And he said, look, this guy gives away loads of free info, tells you how to use LinkedIn, basically have a look and he had like documents and stuff on his profile and I had a look at it all and ha- got more of an idea of what to actually do and how to do it um and obviously it takes a while to grow an audience but that's how it started basically so I had kind of fairly early on I had pretty good advice to be fair so I only had probably a month of really stumbling around with terrible content and I got you're, better yeah. and better <laughs> you're you're pretty lucky in that regard I think a lot of people are still stumbling around with uh, with bad content and they don't really That's kind sad. of know how the that is the, true. Uh, the platform works too much um do you want to try and back out and rejoin see if see if that works just quickly okay I will we're gonna have a little 30 second interlude while Rebecca comes back into the room and rejoins us. <laughs> Grab your popcorn. And uh, don't forget, guys, as well, if, um, uh, if you're not too sure how the uh, show format uh, works, um, we we do a, uh, a couple of questions, Q&A, uh, and then we open up the floor to, to questions for you guys as well. Um, and then um, and then we go to a, um, a movie quiz round at the end. So don't forget to um, pop your... Uh, there you go. She's back in. Don't forget to pop your um your questions down below, uh, and me and Rebecca will get them answered for you. It's gonna be one of those days, isn't it? It's gonna be. Oh, oh it's got again. I... <laughs> Let's just. Got, there you go. I... You see, you swore. Anyone... You promised you wouldn't swear, and you swore. Well, <laughs> of course, I'm swearing. <laughs> oh dear, it's live. Anything can happen. We'll, we'll just if leave it like that. Got just... any ideas how to fix it? Alistair, Alistair, do you know how to fix Rebecca's camera? I think I think you should speak to Alistair after it this. It keeps uh, saying the browser's like losing connection with the camera or something, but it's just part of the laptop. It's the laptop camera, so it's not plugged okay. in or anything. It's very odd. <laughs> <laughs> I think my Alistair... laptop needs to go in the bin, I'll be honest. So if someone wants to yeah. sell, me, sell me a new laptop, this is the time to do yeah. it. Get a Mac, get a Mac, get a Mac. I can't Mac. afford Once a you Mac, Mac, Nick. You know, yes, you can. Of course you can. <laughs> Oh, you're back in. Cost. You're back in. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about um, the the elephant in the room. Um, 
he's not an elephant. We love you, Chris. But but Mr. Chris Williams um, and his, his recent uh, debacle. Um, do you yes. want to expand on that a little bit? Well, <laughs> poor Chris just got kicked off LinkedIn without much warning and just kind of disappeared. Um, it sounds what like from as much as I know, as far as I know, some people had reported him and kind of complained about him. Um, and LinkedIn took action and got rid of him without probably looking into it properly at all because they would have seen obviously that he's you know a good content creator and whilst he might be a bit like marmite for some people that don't like swearing (laughs) and things like that um you know he's obviously promotes linkedin massively encourages people to use it and gives really excellent training on it um so you know there's no reason to ban him whatsoever um yeah so yeah he got kicked off for like i don't know it was like a whole day wasn't it and then is yeah. now reinstated, thankfully, after He's everyone back. was posting He's about back. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just goes to show the the reach um, of the man's reputation when when that many people are just up in arms. It's like, where's where's Chris? It was Gorn? crazy. Um, Every other post yeah. yesterday was about it. It's it's like a uh, he, he is like a pillar of the the LinkedIn community, and then yeah, when he when he disappeared, it's nice to see people kind of rally around and uh, and support him. It's fantastic. So, yes, good. He's back. <laughs> um, so yes, don't forget, guys. If you've got um, questions, leave them in the comment section, and we can we can try and answer them after I've uh, after I've hosed it down Miss um, Pay with more questions. Um, right. So, um, how do you think? Uh, I mean, you, you said you started off in March. Um, was that last year? How do you think? You yeah, last grown year. So, yeah. How do you think you've grown so quickly in that in that space of time? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's that quickly compared to some people, but it's all relative, I guess. I don't know. But... Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, think, I, think um, I think you have. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm myself, really. I, I don't copy anyone else. Obviously, I, you know, sometimes see things and think, oh, that's a good idea. But I try not to copy other people's ideas and content and just do stuff that's important to me or things that I'm interested in. Um, and I do genuinely think that that is what works. Um, and I yeah. think you kind of spot the people that are kind of trying to emulate someone else's style or whatever. And, it, you know, it is hard sometimes to find your own kind of way of doing things, isn't it? But you do you do have to. And I think the more yourself you are, the, the easier it is. I mean, I'm quite consistent. I, you know, I post every single day pretty much without fail. I've missed probably the only the yeah. odd day. Um, and I do think that's what works, really. And yeah, also, it's just keep going in the beginning, isn't it? When, in the beginning, when you do get about five likes on something, and that's you know, a good day, it's easy to give up then and think, well, what's the point? No one's actually reading any of this anyway. Um, you yes. just have to keep going. <laughs> that's it. It's, it's an uphill battle. It's a, it's a slog. Um, I think as long as you enjoy the process and, and sort of enjoy growing an audience, and you're, you're absolutely right, you know, um, being yourself. Um, I, I think that's a large part of the problem, and I've said this before, is that... Um, I think it's hard for people who don't know who they are to kind of amplify the attributes of, of their of their persona um, to be themselves. Um, I, I think you have to kind of know who you are and, and, you know, sort of, you know, put your flag in the ground and say, this is me and, and this is what I believe in and this is what I like. And, you know, just just be genuine. It's, um, yeah, it's, and it's important to have to a picture as well and not be kind of shy about that and try to always like be middle of the road and I mustn't I don't want to upset anyone and stuff you know I'm not saying let's go out and try and upset people on purpose at all but yeah just you know you've got to have opinions on things and I think I think that works well because obviously you're gonna you know some people aren't gonna like them 
and you have to accept that. Yeah. You have to accept you're going to get some yeah. comments that won't be very pleasant. Uh, and I think yeah. the bigger your audience get, the more you get of that as well. But you have to kind of mm. just get on with it really and accept that those that actually I think the more troll comments you get that probably means your reach is 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 growing because it means people who don't normally see your stuff are seeing it so that's a good thing yeah because it's always just the same people that all like you then that's lovely and nice but it's not growing your reach and increasing your marketing is it no yeah and you're not going to please all of the people all the time you you are you you want to appeal to the people um that are essentially going to buy your services at some point and i know you know we don't promote sales or buying stuff on linkedin but that is kind of the reason why we're on, we're on the platform no way. we're not on there to sell no. or make money yeah. what are you talking Stop about it. what are you talking about that's just crazy talk <laughs> it's crazy talk um so uh, i mean with your your content um i mean do you, do you kind of have like a sort of overarching kind of content strategy or do you just kind of does, does stuff just kind of come to you like first thing in the morning and, you, and you'll post something that's kind of current or ha, ha, like what's your kind of process behind your content um i'd love to say i have it all planned out and i have a great strategy and stuff but i don't really um i tend to wing it to an extent um and i also go with yeah. things i did in the beginning i went through a phase of trying to plan everything i used to sit down on a sunday and I went on Content Cow, which is a way of scheduling content. And I used to schedule all my content across four platforms. And I'd spend a couple of hours doing all this. And it'd be brilliant. It'd be all planned out. And that was great for consistency. But it's just not as authentic. It's that word. Yeah. But it, it just isn't. And also, I don't know, if something happens that day or whatever, then what you planned might not be even remotely relevant or actually might be borderline offensive if something else has happened in the news or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah. you have to be really careful scheduling um, and actually so for LinkedIn I, I always just go with what I feel like doing on that day which is to come you yeah. know sometimes dangerous because you don't feel like doing very much um, no I, it's, it's weird, to think of something. You, you, you sometimes overthink your content you think you're like oh yeah that's going to do really well on you and you kind of map it out and plan it out and then sometimes the really kind of off the cuff stuff just goes nuts it's um i think there's no way of kind of second guessing the uh, the algorithm really and, and what that's doing to a certain extent yeah and it sounds a bit woo but i think sometimes going with like what you feel like is the right thing to say um is actually what works because i i often get a feeling that a certain post is going to do well because i just i don't know i really feel passionate about it or whatever i i really it means a lot to me at that moment or, you know, I'm sharing something important to me and I, I kind of get a feeling that that will do well. And it, it, it yeah. always is just the same way. Yeah. If I'm not feeling great and I'm just kind of pumping out a post for the sake of it, I know that one won't do that well because I'm doing it for the sake of it. So that's yeah. just kind of what it's like. Yeah. I think, yeah, if you put, if you put um, passion and, and feeling into your content, it, 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 it does work. It does show. Um, so well, people can uh, relate uh, to it because it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. It's the. I think that's again what a lot of people don't really understand about this platform is it is it is ultimately a social media platform, and it, it's the social component of that 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 people need to engage with. That that people need you know they need to be sociable. They need to engage with other people's comments and and yeah, um, create their own their own voice, their own perspective. On yeah. Stuff. Well, I was giving someone some LinkedIn advice the other day um, on a call. Um, and kind of went through his profile and looked at it and said, you know, what can you improve? And actually he had a pretty good profile to start with. Um, he was a small business. Um, but when we looked at his content, it was basically all stuff to do with his business. 
Um, and that's okay to a point. But I said, you know, do you never do anything personal? And he said, well, on Facebook I do. I do quite a lot of lives and stuff. And I talk about X, Y, Z, like anxiety I've got or, or other things that are happening for me. But then he hadn't done any of that on LinkedIn. He said, oh, well, I just thought LinkedIn was like all business and it's not the place for my personal stuff. I was like, well, actually, that's incorrect. <laughs> um, and This isn't Facebook. Facebook. Exactly, <laughs> but because he's a coach, he's a coach as well, a mindset coach. So, actually, you want to get to know someone like who might be your coach. Like you want to know something about them, I think, because yeah, you're not going to choose absolutely. someone to be your coach if you don't really know them. Like it's all well and good knowing about how they work or maybe they've had success stories, but I think you mm. want to know something about the person as well because you need yeah. to be able to. If someone's be your coach, you need to be able to relate to them and open up to them and stuff. Abs absolutely yes so i said for him is he probably even more important to be like to show those personal sides and that slightly vulnerable side maybe um because i think that would work really well for him yeah yeah opening up and being a bit more vulnerable is him but again it you know it takes courage for some people some people are are afraid to do that that there's a division between their their kind of business brand and their personal brand and and they don't ever think these two things should could or should cross over but yeah, and they it is scary. To. Of course it is, because you you know yeah. you you put something vulnerable out there, and there's probably going to be some idiot that you know says it's rubbish or you should man up or whatever. But those idiots yeah. are going to be there, whatever. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, the right you, people go... will relate to it. Yeah, they, they, you'll attract the right people. Um, if you go pattering to, to everyone's uh, self interests, you'll you'll just be um, vanilla, and nobody likes vanilla, do they? Uh, well, when it comes to ice cream, apart from yeah. you, you like vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> only with a flake in it. Uh, only with the flake. Mm. So, I mean, uh, obviously, with with COVID at the moment, um, there's quite a big shift, I think, and, and a big focus on, on companies. I think it's forcing companies to to kind of um, accept that they need to have a bigger digital presence. Um, and then they need to move online. How do you think that's going to, I mean, obviously since the advent of it, have you found yourself kind of getting busier? And do you think kind of, uh, you know, in the next kind of six months that, that LinkedIn is going to be a slightly different platform in terms of the types of content that's being put out on it? Um, I don't know really. Obviously everyone has to be online now and that, you know, people that were probably a bit reticent to do it before have been forced into doing it because those that, you know, haven't done it or just aren't going to make it, are they really? Um, if, you know, if you look at restaurants and things like that that did online delivery or set up websites, people that did stuff quickly and adapted quickly during the lockdown were the ones that are doing well. Um, I mean, with regards to LinkedIn content changing, I think we're very much at the mercy of what LinkedIn want. Um, as much as we yeah. can obviously post what we want, if the example of Chris Williams shows us anything is that it's not really within our control. Um, yeah. That if they want things to go a certain way, then then that's the way they'll, you know, push it because they'll get rid of people that make things they don't like, or they'll, you know, they adapt the algorithm. Like some people have said in the comments, they haven't seen my post for a while. So obviously the algorithm yeah. did do yeah. a change and I've had the same The certain people I used to see all the time that I never see stuff from now. I think that's um, yes, usually a big indicator, isn't it? When you see a shift in your in your feed, um, that's usually a big indicator that the algorithms something's up with the algorithm and, and something's changed. Because yeah, I used to see a lot of your posts, but I think it's <clears throat> I think it's a case of 
when that happens, I try to actively, more actively engage with that person's content and then it starts to repopulate in my feed a bit more. So yeah, if, if absolutely. To, yeah. I think if you do a few mm. a few comments in a row, then, you know, a few days or whatever, it can often then pop back in. Okay. Um, so, uh, I mean, why why do you think, um, we're going to move on to, to questions in a little bit and I've just seen Martin uh, pop one down there. So don't forget, guys, uh, any questions, pop them down in the, the comments and um, myself and uh, Rebecca will do our, our very best to, to answer them. So get those get those fingers typing and get some questions up there quick. Otherwise, we're going to run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, why, why do you think people haven't kind of yet understood the, the, the value of kind of producing and controlling the content they put out on this on this platform as a sales tool, do you think? Um. I don't know. I, th I don't know, really. I think people can be a bit reticent about using it as sales because they don't understand how content works as sales. Like a lot of people might think, well, I'm just talking about ice cream and stuff all the time. So how on earth does that get me any leads? Um, <laughs> and, and, but it does. <laughs> That's the funny thing. It does. Because, of course, my tagline and profile and stuff all say exactly what I do. Um, and obviously I do do some posts about CVs and blog writing, but um, because I'm building up my presence um, and making engaging content that I would argue is engaging anyway, um, that, yes, you is. know, that's enough to then get people interested in and looking at your content. It doesn't matter whether that content is necessarily always about what you're selling, but it works yeah. because people see what you do and then they know you yeah. for that thing because um, yeah. most people would know me as someone who does CVs. Um, yeah. It's actually the hardest thing for me is because I do a diverse number of things. I'm only known for CVs, really, not for any of the other things. But, you know, that's the way it goes. You can't, you can't have everything. Yeah. No, no. I, but, I, I yeah, think I think people... some people don't get that. They don't get that they feel like they have to do sales posts in order to sell. Um, and yeah. actually, most people are a bit sick of that uh, these days and yeah. they don't actually oh. want to read yep. sales posts and they don't want to be sold to in that active Ooh. way Ooh. you know um, the average person just, doesn't we... like it anymore no and, and the amount of i mean I, I get i probably must get i don't know 10 15 of them a day still people that they don't understand that the uh, value add in building up keep producing value driven content and then you've built this massive bank of value which you can attribute to whatever it is you're selling if you if you're just going cold straight in you know in the inbox and the dm would buy my stuff it just it, it's I've, that goes straight to archive every single time i get yeah one well, it's like, like you, why you, why would i buy your stuff i don't yeah, know you I've, I've, i mean I someone sent a message no this morning with their whatsapp number and i'm not i don't think it's a creepy thing it's like oh you know let's do business together blah blah here's my whatsapp and i was like well, why have you given me this like i don't understand the thought process behind this and i genuinely don't think it is a creepy thing in this case yeah. <laughs> sometimes it is um I, I think they just think oh yeah well you know now we're connected on here we're friends and we can do business and it's like well it's gonna take a little bit more than that actually um yeah. Yes. You know, it's someone a, else connected and said, "Oh, you know, why don't you share the fact that you've connected with me on your on your one of your posts?" No, why would I do that? I don't know who you are. Like <laughs> it's just Yeah. People don't seem to have any concept of how to build a relationship sometimes. No. Uh, and yeah, I, it's, yeah, I I think it's 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 taking that 
taking what you know in the physical world and applying it to to this platform it's not rocket science but exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't walk don't. up to someone would you in the street and say it's no. my number let's do business like, yeah who are you what are you doing Get join this whatsapp me. group <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a really big stick out and push them away. Yeah, um, two meters away from me now. <laughs> <laughs> With a giant flake, just push them away. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, no, I would waste a flake on someone. At least no, all no, a straight no, And it would, yeah, it would probably get very, very soggy as well at the end. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not, Let's not, not go there. Just... Not on, a, not on it's too early on a Friday. <laughs> Um, who are some of your uh, who are some of your favourite um, content creators on the uh, on the platform? Um, oh, I don't know. Do I have to say you? You don't have to say me. I, <laughs> yeah, I always I always say to people that there's no you know there's no no hard sell in here. You don't have to say me, but if you feel like it. <laughs> oh right, okay. Well, you as long as you're not wearing that stupid wig. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> does it creep you out? Does does the wig freak you out? Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, yeah, it does a little bit. Um, I'm rubbish at remembering people, to be honest. Um, Chris Williams, obviously. I know we've yep. already talked about him, but um, yep. he's super consistent. Um, I always love like James Austin. I always think he's really honest um, and funny in his stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and same cool. with Gemma Lee Bevan. Like, well neither of them would just help anyone like that wanted help um um and always give really good content um i don't know who else i'm really terrible at remembering people's names when i'm put on the spot um who do you like uh i'm a big fan of uh of chris um i like uh kevin uh kevin smith stuff uh i like the noltons their stuff's fantastic the Knowlton brothers um uh, Jonathan oh, not the Nolan stuff. sisters <laughs> not the Nolan sisters no although with the amount of wigs that they wear it's, it's difficult to uh <laughs> to sometimes actually, that's, actually that's who I was forgetting Dan Nolton I love those yeah guys. the Nolans absolutely yeah, the Nolans love are, them yeah they're on point they're uh they, obviously they apart from this podcast that is my favorite yeah. podcast like their podcast and, is uh, brilliant and I can't, I can't not say, um, Mr. Mr. Gaysford, Jack, or Jack and Mark actually. Jack's, Jack's in the uh, in the chat, so he's watching at the moment. So hello, Jack. So yeah, Jack is a fantastic content creator as well. Um, so I mean, what it's difficult to kind of pin it down to one thing, but what what do you love most about the platform? Um, the people really. Um, obviously not all the people because some people are super annoying but loads of people on here um, I've become really really good friends to be fair um, you know I've met up with a lot of people um, I've speak to, I've got like a little Thursday coffee group which started off as like kind of like a parent support group during lockdown because we were all our kids and it was supposed <laughs> to be for the kids to be able to see each other as well but then we binned off the kids a couple of weeks in and we're like should we just all chat and moan about it? Get on the gin. Um, just get on the gin at 2, 12 and o'clock. Yeah, there's a group of like sort of six, seven of us that most Thursdays, a few of us always still like chat, um, you know, on Zoom in the morning. And it's really nice to have that kind of like support group and just have a laugh, really. Um, nice. So I think it's the support and the, you know, there's certain people that always come on in your posts and always make an effort to check in if you're all right and stuff. And I, I think that's, you can't really underestimate that. Um, no. I think it's really, really no. lovely. 
yeah especially not now with with the whole um i, th- I think that that sort of sense of community is is sort of starting to erode a little bit and, and people want it more than ever at the moment so yeah i think we need it more fan- than ever yeah it's a it's a fantastic yeah fa- bloody fantastic idea um I, I know it's difficult again but if you had if you had one piece of advice um to give to to content creators starting out on the platform what would it be um just do it i'll miss out the swear word from that sentence um <laughs> good <laughs> so obviously you. it's jeff <laughs> jfdi but yeah just do it like get on and make some like don't worry about it being perfect and stuff um you know especially things like video and stuff it's really hard like my videos are still massively crappy compared to a lot of people's because you know i'm not a video creator that's not my job but you know just give it a go like get on tell people something like create a post don't worry if it crashes just carry on and make another one the next day share things you're interested in just do something don't think about it all the time and worry that you've got to plan it all out um or it's got to be the most perfect thing in the world just put it out there really i I did say one but but that's fine (laughs) well i I expanded on the one idea (laughs) (laughs) extrapolated um i've got i think you know um i I think you know martin so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna pop one of his questions out because this is directly aimed at uh what you do so martin's one of my competitors but he's brilliant He's a cool cat. He's he's a he's a good good man. Is Martin? Um. So yeah, ask Rebecca if she thinks people need to update their CV to include some context about COVID. Fantastic question. Um. I think if it's relevant to them, then yes. Um. I in fact did CV for someone only yesterday and mentioned COVID. Um. Because they, um. You know, had done a lot of stuff in their job and they'd had to make lots of transformations and adaptations. Um. Because they worked in retail. Um. Because of COVID. So of course they should mention it because it's a massively important thing. You don't need to put it in for the sake of it, obviously. But I don't think people should be scared to mention it. You know, like if you've had to have time off or you're on furlough or you lost your job because of it, there's no shame in it, is there? Because it's it's affected so many people. Like, what is it, three quarters of a million people have lost their jobs now or something ridiculous. Um, You know, it it affects everyone, so there's no reason not to mention it. Um, And, you know, give some kind of positive spin on it if you can. Um, Yeah. I know one person had been out of work for a long time and so she did some work for a chemist, like delivering delivering medicines for a chemist, um, sort of part voluntary or very low paid work just to keep her busy kind of thing. So, you know, there was no reason not to mention that because it was good to show that she was actively supporting her community when she was out of work. Yeah. So I think you can definitely think, yeah, make it's... it a positive thing. Yeah, if, you, if you're showing some context there, it's uh, it's worth it. Um, Danny's left a question here, Danny Townley. Uh, big shout out to you both for helping me when I first joined here six months ago. Hi, Dan. How you doing, mate? Um, quick question for you both. If LinkedIn crashed and went down, what would you do moving forward? I think you kind of covered this in a post you did the other day, but what, what would you do? Um, <laughs> probably go and cry in a corner for some time. <laughs> um, me too. Yeah, I mean, I've downloaded my information um, and my data from it. And what I would suggest everyone does that weekly, really. I've been lazy with it, so I did it again yesterday. But you can, you can, if you're in your settings, download your data that's saved um, so that you've got it all there. Um, and create a CRM system if you're a business, because that's what I've got now, my VA, 
my VA has set it up for me because I'm crap at stuff like that. <laughs> um, and so that you've got all your contact details for all your clients. Don't just rely on a social media platform to store all that information because Absolutely. it's not yours to have. And also I'm working on getting a website, but please don't come and try and sell me a website. It's a work in progress. <laughs> you heard that so first. I know you ever mentioned... some value first. Talk to Rebecca, first of all, get to know her. <laughs> and then maybe when she wants a website, she might come and ask you. Because <laughs> I know that I, anytime I mention websites, you get bombarded in your DMs with people offering to do a website. For you. Do you want to buy a website? Do you want to buy a website? No, go away. <laughs> but yeah, things like that as well. So you've got some other people content that's just on social media. Okay, uh, let's have a look through the questions. Uh, <clears throat> let's have a look. Um, uh, Jack has got one. I'm not sure if this is going to display again, Jack, probably, but I'll give it a go. Oh, there we go. Yep, not too bad. Uh, Jack says, <clears throat> I'd be interested to know the limit of value-add content. It's a good question. Is there a limit to how much value you can add before you need to consider other options? The real question is, is there a limit to how much value-add content? The real question is, is there a limit to how much value-add content can achieve? Good question. What do you think about that? Um, well, I think it's, it should be part of your content rather than just every, you don't need to think about every single post yeah. being to, you know, giving value to everything like value is how do you quantify that really? I guess, like I would yeah. argue that doing a post that's really funny, say, or, you know, interesting in a way is, gives is value because yeah. it might yeah. not be directly to, to do with your business, but it's, it's, yeah if it's interesting enough for people to comment on or it makes them smile, um, you know, or makes them kind of think about something, then that gives value in itself. So I don't think yep. it necessarily all needs to be business related, which no, I know some people I, will probably I, I, have a, have a fit about, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think as well, if you can, um, if you can do the double whammy of, uh, if you can, if you can teach someone uh, something about what it is you do and you can do that in an entertaining way, then, win-win it's that's the double value oh absolutely yeah. that's that's the that's the double flake right there <laughs> yeah i think that's something the knowltons do very well actually oh and jack does it pretty mm. well as well to be fair doesn't he like very you know yeah. if you can do very funny videos um but mm. still teaching people about your content um and that can work super well cool uh let me just let's get that off the screen so okay we're running out of time so we'll we'll uh skip the questions down we'll head straight on to my favorite part this is the movie quiz round i'm going to start i'm going to start ramping up the production quality now on the on the podcast and i'm going to do actual like on-screen graphics with stuff and i'm going to make it all, all sexy for the the next one hopefully so um but yeah here we go so strap yourself in miss pay here we go um what's your favorite film okay, i'm scared now um butch Cassidy and the sundance kid you shouldn't be scared fantastic absolutely fantastic <laughs> film and what a soundtrack as well what an amazing soundtrack i know it's film. epic oh, i love it it is epic <laughs> i think that's why i mean you get on so well as our, our massive love of um of uh of 80s movies as well so <laughs> um fa favorite movie quote and is it from the same film oh god um yeah it probably is actually um Oh, I can't think what it is though. It's something about um, I've got vision and the rest of the world wears bifocals or something. I think. Does, any, does anyone Butch remember says, what the quote is? 
if if they remember what the what the uh, the quote is from Butch Casting Sundance Kid, put it down in the uh, the comments so we can we can. I'm sure it is it. something like that. Boy, I've got vision, <laughs> I've, but the rest of the world wears bifocals. Where's where's bifocals? I think that's what it is. Um, Star Trek or Star Wars? Um, I love both of them really. Um, I'm now dressed up as Leia. I've got Star Wars mascots on my desk, but also I'm a massive Trekkie, and you can't beat the original. Yeah, it was it, it was incredibly camp and fantastic. Please the don't talk were. to me about Discovery because it's horrendous. <laughs> well, I, I um I I went back to watching the original series of uh, Star Trek weirdly um through because uh, it was obviously the the nineties, but it was Next Generation for me with um Picard. That was my oh was I do love I Trek. do love Picard absolutely, but I started yeah, off. He's... I'm probably a bit older than you, and I started off the originals. Yeah. <laughs> um first film you remember seeing as a kid um i don't actually know it was probably something terrible some awful disney thing um i don't i'm not a big fan of disney one of the films i used to watch a lot the only one i really like is the robin hood you know the um cartoon one Oh mate, that is it's what I've got. I love I've actually that one. Got, That's like the only. You can't, good one. <laughs> you can't, you can't see, but I've actually got a um a my my desktop uh, uh picture um occasionally on on my top screen is is that is uh the is one of the cell frames from the original um Robin Hood animated. I loved uh, the soundtrack oh, for cool. that was yeah was was really cool and the uh, what was it Oodalali that was it Oodalali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant film. I'm going to have to watch that tonight, actually, now. <laughs> um, what's your uh, favourite genre? Um, sci-fi. Yep, I knew you were a sci-fi yep, nerd. Definitely. Yep, that's why that's yep, we're going to say well. Favourite actor or actress? Um, Robert Redford. I've got actually got yep. a picture of him next to my bed of when he was very young. <laughs> On my Good husband's shout. side, he's got a picture of me. I won't say what kind of picture. Um, on my side, okay. it's a picture of Robert Redford. <laughs> that, says it all <laughs> that that's yeah, that probably sums up your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Does a little bit. Yeah. Um, best uh, best Gary Oldman film. Oh God, what's he do? Didn't he do that vampire one? <laughs> he did. He did Dracula. Yeah, that vampire one. Yeah, which Drac- is yeah fairly Dracula. famous. You know, I would say probably that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula, yeah, Dracula is is fantastic. The Francis Ford Coppola version of Dracula is yeah, is that's it's pure cinema. It's one of my favourite films as well. Um, favourite director, if you have one, um, probably Tarantino. To be fair, because yeah. I mean, Pulp Fiction is right up there. One of my favourite films, um, Reservoir Dogs and stuff. Well, and all the others really. Pretty much most of nice. his films I like. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he's a bit he's... different, isn't he? He's got a, a unique style. Yeah, is there, there, there isn't anyone else uh, quite like um, Tarantino? I don't think. <clears throat> what? Um, and finally, what's your most hated film of all time? Oh God, there's so many. Um, one of the big ones though that everyone else seems to love is Avatar. Yeah, uh, it's honestly I find it the most ridiculously boring, terrible film ever. It's the the storyline is so poor. Like it's just a four year old could have written it. It's like, come on, this is the best you could come up with. You've worked all this. It was obviously groundbreaking because of all the animation and whatever it was. But no, it's stupid. It's blue and it's stupid, and the, the storyline is yeah. abysmal. I'd, I'd probably have to agree with you on on that one, which is odd that it was it was written by James Cameron who who came up with the idea for the Terminator, 
which is you know yeah i know like what was he thinking come on i know (laughs) he must be getting old (laughs) um uh, simon uh has said uh it was i have vision and the rest of the world wears bifocals there you go, well, there you, you, go. Were, you were correct you were correct. pretty much on fantastic thank you very much for for being on the show young lady and um yeah it's uh the camera thing apologies what for the camera do? guys i was yeah, here at the we're, beginning we're, an awful lot <laughs> we'll, we'll get it sorted afterwards if yeah if, if uh, any it people want to want to um yeah i need to speak DM to vic about, about a new a new laptop i think <laughs> probably a good idea yeah i think the the chromebook ones are uh, relatively inexpensive they're, they're probably worth looking at i would think so cool right wave wave rebecca so we can all see you i am waving <laughs> she's waving have a fantastic weekend guys for everyone <laughs> <laughs> whoa it's a, it's a bit too racy for a friday afternoon but hopefully racy? sorry uh, hopefully your uh, your camera won't come back on again now <laughs> Otherwise, i'll, I'll be no, booted off linkedin fun, forever Nick. Uh, I know. (laughs) Have a good weekend, guys, and we'll see you uh, same time again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.